I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. How bad is number two one? In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Heads Up Podcast, your source for all things Falcons-related. My name's Jesse Head, host of the show, and things are finally starting to get real over there in Flowery Branch at the Falcons training facility now that pads are officially on. Not going full speed just quite yet, uh, but things are starting to get a little bit more physical. Uh, Just not uh, going full tackling to the ground quite yet, trying to keep everybody healthy out there as things kick off. Um... But for me, this is where I believe the true evaluations begin. We've been seeing players in the OTAs and the offseason activities and how good they all look. Um, But this is where we get to see if the speed, reaction time, agility, and all that great talent that we've been seeing uh, transfers over to the field in full pads. For this episode, guys, we're going to be talking about the cornerbacks, um, which is a room that uh, is extremely interesting after a horrendous last year um, on the defensive side of the ball where... Our uh, pass defense allowed 4,697 passing yards, which was first in the NFL, and we allowed 34 passing touchdowns, which was third in the NFL. This is a group that needed to be addressed in the offseason by adding a player or players that could compete for starting roles or rotational roles. And it's going to take the entire training camp to see how this group is going to play out um, and who's going to be your day one starters. So this is going to be a fun one to talk about. Uh, There's definitely going to be some true competition that we'll be watching um, as training camp uh, continues uh, to go on over the next several weeks. You guys have heard me talk about Airport Vapes before. They're premier provider for all your vaping needs in Atlanta. They've got vape mods, tons of vape flavors, They've got a CBD line called Hollum's Hints. They've got tincture lines. They've got gummies. They've got uh, tincture lines for your pets. They've got all kinds of stuff. you got to go in there and check these guys out. Go in there and ask for Kurt. Kurt's the owner. He's an expert on all this stuff. He has dedicated his life to this store and making sure that he provides the best products in the Atlanta area. Go over there and check them out. They're located on Lang Avenue in Hapeville, Georgia. All right, guys, so before we kick things off, uh, talking about some of these battles and the players that are going to be competing for these roles, let's kind of go through a summary of who we have in this room, at least the top players uh, that we think are going to be competing and we're going to be hearing the most about as training camp goes on and we start hearing these things uh, develop. Uh, Top of the list here, A.J. Terrell, obviously. And then after that, you've got Fabian Moreau, Kendall Sheffield, Isaiah Oliver, and Darren Hall. So there's obviously going to be some major battles going on throughout training camp, but one guy that's certainly not going to be fighting for a spot is A.J. Terrell. He was our best cornerback in 2020 by far. It's funny to think, looking back now, how upset the fan base was and confused when we drafted A.J. Terrell. Everybody was freaking out about that bad national championship game uh, that he played against LSU 
covering Jamar Chase. Um, I remember, you know, back when, before I took my way too long break from podcasting, um, I had made it like an entire episode talking about how AJ Terrell was a good pick. Not toot my own horn here, but I did. Um, talking about how he was going against one of the top, uh, you know, players in college football. And in that game, you know, he was go- the the guys made incredible catches. But fast forward on to an entire year in the NFL, uh, AJ Terrell has been one of the incredible bright spots for our defense. And at this point, man, the ceiling is as high as he really wants it to go. Um, that first year was obviously an incredible showing. Um, and he, he, you know, moving forward, um, he's kind of that top cornerback guy on our defense right now, man. And I'm excited to see how he develops in that second year. But no doubt, I feel extremely confident A.J. Uh, Terrell is going to um, kind of emerge as a top corner in the NFL over the next several years. But no doubt, uh, he will be the top corner on this team in 2021. So on the other side of him, though, at uh, the outside cornerback position, there's a little bit of a question mark. Um, although Fabian seems to be the favorite, you know, with the experience of playing outside um, in that in that outside corner role, uh, Fabian Moreau um, played four years in the NFL so far with the Washington Football Team. All those years with that team. Um, over the years, he knocked six picks, 14 passes defensed and played almost every game over those years, but only started uh, 17 of those games total. In 2020, he only played 4.9% of the snaps, which is a little bit odd based on the potential that he has um, you know, on the field, in the, in the promising showing that he showed on the field. Um, I think that was mainly a product of having good, talented cornerbacks around him, so it limited his opportunities to get on the field and showcase his skills. Um, the guys he was competing against, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby and Jimmy Moreland. We'd beg to have any of those guys at this point right now. Uh, but he plays an aggressive game, often jumping routes. Kind of makes you think about it as Asante Samuel when you're looking back at uh, players that have played here for the Atlanta Falcons. He certainly doesn't have that particular skill set, but that's one of the things when you cut on his film that you see a lot of. A lot of his picks come from him jumping routes um, and uh, making sure that he doesn't you know, allow too much separation to be made. Um, there. So I'm excited about seeing him. That's obviously something that we want to do as a team is get turnovers, is certainly, uh, especially you know with the, the younger talent that we have on defense. That's going to be something that's extremely important to our success. Um, he can play the, he can play cover zone, he can cover zone. He can play man to man. He's big, physical, uh, being six foot, 200 pounds. And additionally, he was graded above a- uh, average in coverage by PFF which is a lot more than Kendall Sheffield and Isaiah Oliver can say. Um, so I think he's the front man for that outside spot, uh, although you know, I think that he'll definitely compete um, and, ha- and have some competition um, as you know, training camp develops and some of these other players start to, emer- start to emerge. But the huge question mark for me is the slot role. That's where the true competition is, where... I don't even think the coaches even have an idea of who the front man is for that. I think they're trying to figure that out as they go through training camp. You've got Kendall Sheffield, who is a smaller corner. Um, Isaiah Oliver, who every time he covered someone in 2020, you were holding your breath. And then Darren Hall, who is our fourth-round pick um, in the 2021 NFL draft. Um, the first draft for this new regiment, obviously. So this is one of their babies. Um, you always want to, you know, when you're looking back, um, uh, you know, when you're looking back at all the, you know, the different regimens and things like that, um, they want their players to succeed that they draft. Uh, so Darren Hall's kind of a unique one there. But 
Uh, Isaiah Oliver seems to be a better fit for the slot role, but if he's not good enough to play there, it leads you to question what his future is with the Falcons and what his future is in the NFL in general. Um, Isaiah Oliver is big. And looking back, he certainly had the ability to go up and tackle um, in the 2020 uh, season. Uh, you know, playing in the slot, maybe Dean Pease can find interesting ways to use him that fit the skill set that he likes in that role. Maybe he can mold him into kind of a pressure coverage, blitzing type, rotational slot corner, um, which is something that pl- it plays a vital role in Dean Pease defense and what he likes to do out there. Um, as far as blitzing those slot corners, making them play press coverage, um, coming up and being able to tackle and do all the different things that he likes to do from an aggressive defensive standpoint. Um, but I think that's you know Isaiah Oliver's only true contribution um, you know to this team. I just don't have any trust in him or any belief that he can play the outside corner role. The only place I can see him playing in that is in that slot corner role. So if it's not working there. You, 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 you've got to worry. So then you have uh, Kendall Sheffield, who, you know, over the years has sang a similar tune to what Isaiah Oliver's story is, a guy that just hasn't quite been what you expected or needed out there on the field. He played mostly um, on the outside uh, last year for our Falcons uh, as they went into kind of desperation mode, but was nothing special. Uh, you don't look back and, and think, oh my God, look at the effort that, that Kendall Sheffield put forth on the field, and you don't have high hopes for him going into this 2021 season. His skill set seems more destined for an outside role, but you know he certainly has a ton more upside to play the outside role than an Isaiah Oliver ever will. You know, so we could end up here in the rumblings of a competition, uh, you know, starting up between Kendall Sheffield and Fabian. But, you know, I think he could potentially find himself in a slot role, even if he ends up coming a little bit short or coming up short in that outside role. Because Dean P said it, he wants to put the best players on the field, the toughest players on the field, and the players that he believes are going to help him win games, get turnovers, and be aggressive. Um, and Kendall Sheffield could certainly be that guy. Even if he finds himself in a competing role for the outside role, I could still see him um, ended up in that slot role um, as well. So he's got a lot of work to do, whether he's competing for the outside cornerback uh, role or the slot cornerback role. Um, but he, you know, he, he's he's got an extremely slow start under his belt. Um, so he's got some he's got some proving to do in in, in front of this um, this new regimen that we have here. The other guy is Darren Hall, which has uh, had a ton of rumors and, 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 and conversations and tweets and different things like that um, out of camp that have, you know, that he's a competitor, the biggest competitor um, for that slot role to go up against Isaiah Oliver. He was a ball hawk in college, notching, notching six interceptions, 25 pass breakups uh, at San Diego State. He's a bigger guy at six foot that can uh, you know, get physical playing in that role uh, closer to the box and involving more pressure coverage um, into his gameplay. Uh, strong tackling ability and showed the ability uh, to close and hit. So when you're talking about um, a running back catching a pass out of the backfield um, or a guy running an uh, out route or something like that, he's the type of uh, player that can close extremely fast and lay a good hit on somebody. 
He did a lot of that if you go and look at his highlight tape. Um, and, and that's something that Dean Pease is extremely fond of in this type of defense that he runs. Um, he also has the advantage of being drafted by the regimen. And there's a pride thing with all these coaches that they want to see their new, they want to see their new toil in the field. They want to see their guy that they drafted, uh, be successful so they can say, I told you so. Um, now I think it's extremely possible that early in camp, we will see these guys lined up all over the place, playing a bunch of different roles as the coaches try to fill out and you'll know, see where their skill sets fit into this defense and what they truly have. Um, because most of what they've seen is simply OTAs without pads and then all the gameplay from the, you know, the past couple seasons watching them. So um, these are a lot of new players um, and uh, new skill, you know, skill sets that they're not familiar with. Um, these are, these are guys that they need to learn about and understand and put them in different situations in training camp and full pads and see how they work, uh, see how they work out. Some of the other guys worth mentioning that will def that will you know, definitely hear about as training camp develops, but I don't think any of these guys are front runners, uh, for the outside role that's available and the, uh, slot role that's going to certainly have some competition. Uh, Avery Williams, uh, one of our draft picks this year. Uh, I think his main thing that we'll hear about him is him competing for that punt returner spot against Chris Rowland and Patterson. A lot of people are kind of crowning that to Patterson. I think Patterson certainly got the kick returner spot. I think that they may leave some opportunity, uh, and it's a little bit more of a competition at the punt returner spot. Um, I'd love to see Avery Williams or Chris Rowland you know, win that spot, a speedster um, back there. It's something that we haven't had from a, a special team standpoint is a strong punt return game. So I'd love to see one of these guys get an opportunity to go out there in 2021 and make a name, a name for themselves um, as things develop through training camp here. Uh, next guy on the list is Chris Williamson. I've been hearing a lot about him uh, coming out of training camp and all over Twitter. He's a guy that has solid size at six foot, 200 pounds, and apparently has been putting it to some of these starters and experienced receivers out there uh, on the uh, the first and second team. Uh, been hearing a lot of tweets about him breaking up passes uh, with Russ Gage and Calvin Ridley and even Kyle Pitt. So interested to continue to watch this guy. Um, he's kind of snuck his way into getting some, or not snuck his way, but took advantage uh, of the opportunity uh, and reps that he's gotten with the first and second team. So uh, definitely intrigued for uh, Chris Williamson, one of our undrafted free agents. Uh, next guy, Delrick Abrams. This is an odd man out for me. Uh, he's a bigger corner that was undrafted. Uh, it was an undrafted free agent last year in 2020. I was really high on him out of all the undrafted free agents that we had last year because he was a bigger corner. And Dan Quinn, uh, previously, uh, you know, obviously you look at the co the corners that he drafted and some of the things that he did differently from his, uh, other than his Seahawks years, but uh, he traditionally liked the bigger corners. And Delrick Abrams was a 6'3 corner. He was a little bit light, uh, though, around the hips. He only weighed 180 pounds, but he was a bigger corner. Not so sure we'll hear too much about him, and I definitely predict that he'll be off the roster by the end of the year. The other guy on the list is Tyler Hall. Again, another odd man out here. Undrafted free agent from 2020, um, the old regiments guy. Extremely fast dude, running a 4.340. Uh, 
but I haven't heard anything about him as training camps develop. So um, I wonder if he's – you start to wonder if he's even on the team when you don't hear some of these names. But um, he's still on the Falcons, uh, the Falcons roster on their website. So um, those are some of the other names that we could hear uh, about as things start to um, develop and we hear some of these competitions. But – um, I'm not one to get too hyped up about some of the undrafted free agents that have promising traits and different things like that, but have uh, have, have not really proven it or anything like that. These type of guys uh, to emerge and get starting roles and rotational roles are few and far between, uh, especially with the roster that we have here. And some of these guys um, that are at the top of this list, uh, kind of the five guys we started with here uh, that are going to be the main uh, guys competing for the role um, at the other outside corner position opposite of A.J. Terrell and the slot role. The slot role is going to be the most intriguing one, guys. That's the one uh, to keep your eye on. I, you know, if I had to, if I was a bet man, I'm certainly putting my money on Fabian to get the opposite outside corner role of A.J. Terrell. He's a guy that has that experience. He he's a guy that's got some serious upside that we can be excited about. That can be an above average starter um, in the NFL uh, for our Atlanta Falcons for a while. The slot role is the one that's got some serious questions. Um, you just wonder who that's going to boil down uh, to. A lot of people have kind of slated Kendall Sheffield um, to 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 go into that competition with Fabian Moreau and have not really slated him to be in that potential you know slot competition. Um, but with Fabian being the favorite for me, I mean that moves Kendall Sheffield over to that uh, slot role. So I think we could see him there. He's a real athletic guy who can get physical. Um, and he's a little bit more balanced than an Isaiah Oliver is. Darren Hall is going to be extremely intriguing to watch, man. I'm excited to see him. He's their guy. He's got a lot of upside to him as well. So you've got three dudes here that uh, could potentially fit the mold of what Dean Pease wants to do. So this could be a fun competition to watch um, as it develops. Or not, it could be. It's going to be a fun competition to watch, man. So uh, make sure that we're keeping an eye uh, on that, man. And uh, this room is just intriguing overall, man. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on in the cornerbacks room, especially after the season that we just had. Uh, just being completely embarrassing on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, every time the quarterback dropped back, it was tough to watch um, for all us Atlanta Falcons fans. So keep your eyes on this room, guys. It's going to be a good one. It's tough to find a reliable barber. Everybody wants to look their best, and that starts with a fresh haircut. That's why you got to go check out Eclectic Barbershop, the best barbershop in Atlanta. Whether it's for a hot date and you're trying to get your freak on or a business meeting and you're trying to give off a good impression. I get the fade, that's my thing, but they can do it all. They take care of you. They do the hot towel, straight razor, they'll even hook you up with an ice cold beer while you're waiting or while you're getting your hair cut. They're located at 805 Peachtree Street. Parking is free across the street. Eclectic Barbershop, check them out. Right, guys that's a wrap on this episode of the heads up podcast make sure you subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on if you're on apple make sure you leave a five-star written review it helps out the podcast a ton you can find me on social media on twitter at heads up falcons you can find me on instagram at atlanta falcons podcast 
Make sure you follow me. Hit me up, man. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you want to hear on the next episodes, and I'll be sure to make sure that I feature some of the topics that you send my way. Uh, Big shout out to my producer. Thanks for all the hard work and editing that you put in on the podcast. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.